Today's episode is brought to you by Slay House Publishing, recorded at Wayne Howard Studios. Hey everybody, welcome to Slay House Public no wait. Fuck, <laughs> we changed the name. We changed the name. It's, it's wrong. Your your automatic memory is wrong. I hope I don't do this again. You know, the interview with Cena. So yeah, next week. Yeah, it's gonna be funny. Um, it will be. Um, yeah, the this name is a, yeah. too long, so we've changed the we name. We changed the name to just Slay House Presents, which I think does work better. It's it's, it's it rolls off the tongue much more easily. Yeah. Yeah. But we've worked so hard to remember that long ass name that we no longer are. It's we're going to fuck up even the short name now. Yeah, absolutely. So, welcome to Slayhouse Presents. <laughs> I'm going to get the, But you remember I used to fuck up the long name too at the very beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know. At the, we, it's we just started over. We're in year two, and we had to spice it up. So we're like, let's just fucking rename ourselves. We're rebranded. Yep. We're coming at you hot and fast I with a new name. All we did was drop like three <laughs> words. <laughs> we dropped really, publishing and lit and bits. It really did not change <laughs> dramatically. But here we are, trying to remember our new name. We're like the the little kid uh, that they brought in in like year three of the Brady Bunch to like spice it up and like <laughs> he's like the cousin Oliver or whatever. We're cousin Olivering it. <laughs> we really jumping the shark. We really shark need here. to get we need to get Curtis though to recut that uh, intro because I think his the intro still says Slayhouse Lit Bits, like on the audio no, that I, he does. I, I, I didn't think it does. Oh, maybe it doesn't. No, I don't believe so. Okay, well maybe I'm wrong. Well then maybe we don't have to bother Curtis with this. Hey, Curtis. Love you. <laughs> um, we love you, Curtis. <laughs> so, Curtis has been doing a phenomenal job on these book trailers. He has. He's been doing book trailers for us. He's he's cutting up some audio. We're Yeah, we're going to start some audio books. Um, we're, uh, man, I'm really excited about some. Oh, wait, this stuff happens at the last of the, this stuff happens at the last of the, oop, <laughs> just a little technical malfunction there. Um uh, this stuff usually happens at the last of the episode, and so is that the change too? Or are we changing to where we like? I have no I, I, I have no idea what you're doing with this script today. I what script? <laughs> what script? <laughs> New name? No script. <laughs> Same as always. Same as always. Uh, what are we talking about today? Slayhouse presents are what? You, uh, the Wolfman. The Wolfman. All right, there we go. Are you are you pure at heart? Are you uh, a good man? Absolutely not. No, do you I say do your everything. At night? No, I do not. I uh, I so don't. You won't be a wolfman. No. Mm-mm. Cool. I'm immune. That's all. It turns out to be immune to wolfman stuff. Just be an atheist. Yeah. yeah. That's it. That that that's true. Yeah. I think I have a theory. I think because you remember what they said on that Seinfeld episode. Like if you shave your your body <laughs> hair, it just grows yeah, back yeah, thicker. Yeah. Uh huh. I think uh, I think Lawrence Talbot was just a, a swimmer. Or a, a bodybuilder or something. I really did. He was did. just he was he a was bicyclist. Like, he was just he was using. He had shaved his body hair. He was one using big razors <laughs> and not like not like Gillette. That was his problem. He wasn't he wasn't Gillette, getting he wasn't getting close enough with his shave. Oh, we're getting sued now by Gillette for stealing their song. I didn't even know Gillette had a song. To be honest, I you know I know some jingles, not all of them. <laughs> 
<laughs> we didn't come here to talk about jingles. We came here to talk about Wolfman. The Wolfman. The so Wolfman. Here's a uh, here's the deal. So at this point in Universal Horror, after after Dracula and Frankenstein and the Mummy and the Invisible Man, they just started doing right. like sequels. Actually, they have one more. They have one more original, and it was the Werewolf of London. And that's one thing that I just looked up. Werewolf of London was in 1935, mm-hmm. and it was a budget of 15000 more than they would end up spending on The Wolfman six years oh, later. Oh, wow. And uh, But it was a box office failure. Yeah, was I was really going to say it was kind of a flop. Like, nobody remembers that one because it was so much of a flop. It's in the, the Legacy DVD collection now. Sure. You get the Wolfman collection, yeah. and it's in there. But... Yeah, it was a flop, so they just started recycling their, you know, the other characters and just doing sequel after sequel. Well, in 1941, they say, hey, we're going to try our hand at a werewolf story. Hey, again. we're going to try our hey. hand at the werewolf story. It's our Italian. <laughs> I don't like, know why. You were doing the, t- the hand We're dusters. doing the hand thing. <laughs> and you were like, hey, we're going <laughs> so to... We're on went, a podcast. I just, yeah, exactly. It's a vis- Everyone knows it's a visual media. Yeah. But that helps us get into the voice. <laughs> it's like it's like when I tried to do my. Uh, it's not that far off from Bella Lugosi in this movie. <laughs> to be fair, it's like when I tried to do my uh, Donald Trump and I was doing the hand motions. <laughs> it's like nobody it's like, can see. Ninety percent of your impression is the hand motions. <laughs> <laughs> nobody can see it. Um, yeah, yeah. Bella Lugosi is in this. He and is so in this is movie. Yeah. Another uh, old favorite from the Invisible Man days, Claude Rains. Oh yeah, that's right, Claude Rains. Um, Ralph Bellamy is he play, in this. It, it, Claude, Claude Rains plays like his like Lawrence Talbot's yeah he's uncle dad. or dad or he's whatever. The dad, yeah. yeah, yeah. And Lawrence, which is funny because he has this British accent, right? Mm-hmm. And then you get Lawrence Talbot coming home, and he's <laughs> With like this like super American. <laughs> he's legit from Oklahoma. He's like right next door <laughs> he from sounds us. Sounds like an Oklahoman. <laughs> he really does. Yeah. Well, hey, Pop. <laughs> it's like, oh, my son is home from traveling the world, and he's like, oh, hey, hey Pop, howdy. <laughs> I, I got a little Austin Albuquerque over here. <laughs> um. <laughs> This film did decidedly much better at the box office. Yeah. Uh, I didn't look up what its box office numbers were, but I... I, You know, I... I, I no, I, I feel like I saw the budget was like $150,000. Yeah. Uh, it did good, though. It did well. It did well it was, enough it to, was successful to reinvigorate enough. The, the universal horror. Yeah, it, it was successful enough that uh, it kind of carried... Uh, Universal, I think, for another decade. Yeah. They really put a lot more emphasis on, like, high production value with this movie. Yeah. And you can really tell. I, I think in the costuming be, yeah. and uh, the the cast is quite large for this yeah. f- movie, in spite of the fact that there are not very many characters. Yeah. Um, y- you know, it feels like they really tried to roll pretty deep with this movie and make it into the kind of spectacle movie that you would go and and grab the whole family and go see. And it has that that I think you and I have talked about this before. It has that fairy tale quality about it, like mm. the the original Frankenstein. We talked about how that was set up to be like a, some kind of fairy tale, like just somewhere in Europe, timeless kind of. Yes. Um, and this one has that kind of timeless feel for me too. It's, it's it it does in a way. I th- and it, part of that I think is because there's so much stripped away from this script. Yeah. Right, it it really is just very simple. Um, it's not trying to have a huge kind of thematic talk at yeah. all. I think, um, which is one of the reasons why I find this movie just kind of inoffensive. Yeah. Um, even though it is about 
you know, there are some Romani characters in it, and it, it really borrows very heavily on that mythology. Yeah. Um, and, and so I think, in retrospect, okay, it can get a little uh, stiff for the 2022 <laughs> audience, right? Um, and yet I, I think that, you know, it's, it's not uh, co-opting Romani culture I think necessarily as just some circus show or something like that. I think the the movie wants to have a conversation, maybe a little bit about yeah. um, superstition and the importance of respecting local custom or local um, like mythology. Mm-hmm. Even though um, it it ends up, I think, being a lot more about like guilt, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and trying to create a very sympathetic figure with Lawrence Talbot, played by Lon Chaney Jr. Yep. Yeah. You know, I feel like Lawrence is a sympathetic character. He doesn't ask for any of this. He yeah. I mean, he's... It's funny how, how simple the movie is, right? Yeah. Like, Lawrence is just hanging out in this town, and he's kind of like, I like this lady who uh, sells weird curios. <laughs> he sees her through a telescope. I mean... Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, that's a little weird. <laughs> that's how I met my wife. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I spotted Sorry. her in a in a telescope, and I was like, you know what? How did you get your wife in I'm a telescope? Get, I'm gonna get that lady to <laughs> sell me a cane. <laughs> How did you get your wife in a telescope? <laughs> <laughs> I shoved real hard. <laughs> She's a wee woman. Uh, <laughs> She's quite small. <laughs> and the telescope's pretty big. Um, so <laughs> it was the Hubble telescope. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. All right. Um. You know, I have scoured the internet for that damn poem that everyone seems to know in <laughs> it's this on movie. Wiki- it's on Wikipedia. I know. No, no, no. I know the poem, and I oh. know it's on Wikipedia, but I've scoured oh, the I internet I don't for know other where it sources comes from. out of... But they repeat it like seven times every, And everybody movie. knows it. Like, everybody's heard yeah. it in this movie. It's like, yeah. oh, you know that poem about werewolves? Sure, because why wouldn't I? <laughs> <laughs> hit, hit us with the poem. Right. Hit us with some snappy, jazzy and poem. people will get why I asked you those questions at the beginning. So uh, even even a man who is it's pure a, in heart, it's a callback. Yeah, uh, uh, even a man who is pure in heart and says his prayers by night may become. Wait, how's it? May become a wolf when the wolfbane blooms and the autumn moon is bright. I think I'm right. Something like that. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it rings a bell. <laughs> yeah, it's they only like say that. it seven fucking times in the movie. Yeah. I don't actually know how many times they say it in the movie, but it's a lot. Well, it just amazes me. That everyone's heard this. Yeah, I'm like oh, so maybe this is some actual maybe old it's, poem. Or it something. seems like it's just some like local idiom. It's like, well, <laughs> you know, when the autumn moon is bright, am I right? Yeah, there's know? that wolfsbane. Whoa, <laughs> you know, like like I don't know what's a it's around here. It's woo pig suey. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like you're just hanging out in a bar, and it's like woo pig suey around here. <laughs> Imagine you're in like Transylvania or whatever. <laughs> and they're like, so does that Whoa. mean if I'm not careful, like like around football season, I'm going to turn into a hog? <laughs> That'd be great. That'd be great. That'd be a good time for everybody. That's our spoof of the Wolfman. We'll do a spoof of the Wolfman, but it's like you turn the, into the, a, the Razorback <laughs> Man. You turn into a Razorback. You know what they say? Hot. No, wait. That was the old. Miss. I was starting to say the old Miss one. The battle cry for the you know the old like the old Miss one was like Hotty Toddy, Gosh Almighty. 
<laughs> I, I hate that more than I <laughs> that woo pig suey for sure. You know what they say, woo pig suey. <laughs> he's oh shit, he's got the curse. And instead of a pentagram in his palm, he's got like a truffle. <laughs> he just paints himself red and goes to a football game. <laughs> he's like, uh, let me look at your palm. That's, that is a truffle. <laughs> let me look at your palm. Oh no, the Razorbacks lose by seven. <laughs> <laughs> if we're lucky. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, we had such high hopes. Had such yeah, high hopes. We're not here that. to talk about sports. We're here to talk about wolf men. Well, have you seen some of the football players? I'm losing my job. <laughs> Nobody from U of A listened to our show, please. <laughs> You think people listen to our show? <laughs> of the 20 people who listen to our show, we hope none of you are from the University of Arkansas. <laughs> I'm dying. Oh, man. Oh, uh, The fan's all the way up, so that's good. Um, <laughs> oh, man, I'm really dying. Uh, yeah, so this this did have a large cast. Of course, Bella Lugosi's playing Romani. Um, playing he, the he, plays the, <laughs> he plays the other werewolf. He plays the werewolf that which, bites which, Lawrence Talbot. This is kind of weird. Uh, it's, it's quite funny because... Um, this movie, you know, kind of pauses. It it starts with Lauren uh, uh, Lawrence Talbot. Mm-hmm. He's like uh, just this dude. He's hanging out. He sees a pretty lady. Is he, he British? Is he American? We Who don't knows? Know. <laughs> Does it matter? Nah. He's from Hollywood. Well, he's from Oklahoma. <laughs> no, By way I mean, of Hollywood. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean. So he goes in and he finds this pretty lady and he's like macking on her and she's like, I don't know, you're kind of a weird guy. But doesn't she also have a boyfriend? Like a guy Oh, something like that. Something? Yeah, yeah, something like that. <laughs> uh, he doesn't quit, He but he ends up uh, running across these Romani people who... Uh, don't they read his fortune and then yeah. they they're like oh shit something's going down with you and he's attacked by a wolf who is Bill Lugosi yeah uh, and then but he, let's be fair if if you get anybody to play a Romani I mean Bill Lugosi was from Romania so, uh, I mean I, you know what I'll accept I mean he's not at least it's not that bad of yeah cultural I'll take it uh, I can I'll take it I hope. In the, in the the context of this 1941 movie, I'll yeah. take it. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. there are more offensive portrayals I've definitely seen. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, he's attacked by a wolf. Uh, doesn't really understand what's up. The police seem to want him. He's really afraid that he's under investigation for violence because he discovers that the wolf he thinks he killed is actually a man, and he doesn't understand how that works. And then he finds out he's been cursed. Yep. The curse of a werewolf. The curse of the werewolf. And he starts turning into a werewolf, and he starts killing a bunch of people around town, and he's super afraid that someone's going to find him out. Yep. And guess what? Someone finds him out. They yep. kill him. I thoroughly enjoy... I do enjoy this movie. I like watching this movie. It's, it's, you know, it's funny because uh, prior to, to re-watching it, I would have said this is my least favorite uh, and yet, after I watched it, I was like, you know what? I think maybe The Mummy is is probably my least favorite of these. And uh, I felt like there's just something about this movie that works for me. Maybe it's Lon Chaney Jr. when he looks like a walking carpet. <laughs> maybe it's uh, the, the weird inconsistencies of the story. Why does he turn into a wolf man when clearly Bill Lugosi turned into a, an actual wolf? I don't know. Yeah. That's, that's kind of weird. Yeah. 
How is it that he comes back for four sequels or whatever after being killed in this movie? I don't remember that. I think they explain it in the later movies, like they how they bring him back. They probably do. Like the there, there's some really good ones though. I think this kind of like I said, this reinvigorated. You said this too. It reinvigorates yeah. universal horror for another decade. And yes, it it really does. And not only that, but um, because some of those sequels that we skipped over intentionally, like we mentioned, The Bride of Frankenstein, but that is like the only one that was worthy of mentioning. Yeah. Up well, until this and this point. this kicked off a whole bunch of other sequels where yeah. now the Wolfman is hanging out with Frankenstein. There's House of Frankenstein, House of Dracula, yeah. uh, Abbott and Cass. Stella meet Frankenstein. I still got to do that. You know, that one's, a, that, that one's uh, actually kind of a fun movie. That's yeah. a that's actually a really, really fun movie. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's, I think, a, again, a fairly inoffensive movie. Yeah. I think what disappoints me about it is that up until this point, I feel like the other Universal Horror uh, Studios monster movies were actually doing real work to try to have some kind of some kind of conversation yeah you know you hold this up to bride of frankenstein or frankenstein or even invisible man yeah and i think that it just doesn't have a good handle on what it's trying to say so from from the directorial standpoint i i don't think it's very interesting i think it's very middle of the road what i appreciate about that um, and all of these movies obviously influenced horror in Hollywood for like the rest of, I mean, they're still influencing, I think, horror in Hollywood to some degree. Um, was I, was I spiking red? No. Well, okay. But what I do appreciate about this blank slate that this movie had or that it carried is that it has allowed some other directors to come in and put some very memorable stamps on the mm. wolf legend the werewolf legend yeah so let's talk a little bit about its lasting influence in popular culture because i think when talking about wolfman the movie itself is fine it's black and white there's some uh weak special effects there's some great makeup yeah i think that the transformation of lon chaney into the wolfman where he's running around and and he really does look like just he's wearing a carpet sometimes um but i i i I like that i think there's a kind of creative energy to to transform him into this man wolf hybrid sort of thing the son of the phantom of the opera i mean he's the son of the man of a thousand faces and he gave he really did give werewolves kind of their signature look for a couple decades yeah um, yeah. As much as uh, I think uh, Werewolf of London was trying to do something similar, because they they had their own kind of makeup and and transition process. Well, I never got into that one, be- and the reason is because the guy they had playing that character reminded me of the dad on that '70s show. Um, <laughs> I mean, I know it can't be him because I know that guy right, would have right, been right, right. really young back then, or if not even born, but. But he looked like Red Foreman on, yeah. on that 70s show. I, I mean, it, it wasn't a very successful movie, but Lon Chaney Jr., I mean, gave the Wolfman a face yeah. and then returned to play him in multiple sequels. And even played Frankenstein a couple of times. I mm-hmm. think he uh, picked up that role. I mean, yeah. it was... He was the only one to actually return for all of those sequels. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, to play the same character in all those sequels. Yeah. Which he was quite proud of in his life. I think, uh, though... When I look at this movie, I think what's great about it is that it's given us the inspiration for a lot of other werewolf movies. There's yep. the weird Hammer <laughs> werewolf <laughs> Hammer films versions. Was it Michael 
oh, what's his name? Michael, Le- uh, no, not, shit. He, he was on Highway to Heaven, that guy. Dude, it's and, way older than I am. And uh, <laughs> and Little House on the Prairie. I think he played a, a werewolf in a movie. In like the, I was a teenager oh, wow. or something. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. So t- teen Teen Wolf is also well, that's teen another wolf, movie. Yeah, teen wolf. Teen, this I think this movie had definitely had a bearing on Teen Wolf. Oh yeah, and that's a delightful movie but in teen many wolf respects. Two is not. Well, I, I also love Teen Wolf the MTV series. Oh yeah, <laughs> that show is absolutely bonkers. It is. I fucking love it. <laughs> it is one of my unapologetic joys. I can't watch that movie and not just be like, I love every bit of this. The weird teen drama, the overacting, the melodrama. Uh, it's so much fun. And now one of the dudes from that is like playing Superman. On yes. <laughs> what was so funny was that he plays this like weird dopey wolf guy <laughs> and, and he's always I I loved him in that show because he's always so moody and then I saw he was cast as Superman I'm like I don't know I don't know and then I watched his Superman and I'm like you know what he's so genuine he's so good as Superman and so he's just giving me so much joy playing one of my favorite superheroes in what I think is honestly the best representation of that hero I've seen since uh I mean, maybe since like Dean Kane. Oh wow! Um, like I thought he did a, a wonderful job, and he's also my favorite werewolf on Teen Wolf <laughs> because every time you see him, he's just like silhouetted and he's pouty. <laughs> I love it. I went into Teen Wolf thinking like, like, okay, this is gonna be like, how is this gonna be like the movie? Like, I'm, <laughs> right. You and... gotta go in knowing. First off, it's not a comedy. <laughs> it's absolutely nothing. Like it's the movie. nothing like the movie, and that's what makes it so wonderful. Because it's not a comedy, but when you watch it and you're like, you know, what, just watch it for the camp. You know, watch it for the melodrama. It's beautiful. It's such a fun movie. But or, or uh, series. I mean, if we're gonna talk about. Uh, movies that have, have built off of this foundation of Lon Chaney Jr.'s, you know, kind yeah. of iconic role, we got to mention American Werewolf in London. Uh, yeah, absolutely. As much as I hate John Landis. because really? I, Oh, yeah, man. I didn't know you hated John Landis. Oh, I, ha- I hate him uh, a lot. I hate him and his son. Really? They're both pieces of shit people. Are they really? I didn't oh, even know this. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Do we want to talk about this on the well, podcast? Well, I mean, I, I don't want to I don't want to get too deep into it, but Max Landis is absolutely a horrible piece of shit, uh, and his father has just like run around uh to 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 ensure that this kid is never held ca- accountable for any of this stuff. This is going to be the episode everyone <laughs> listens to, and we're going to be on like right, right. The Landis yeah, Max list. Landis is going to be like ah, this motherfucker, and I'll be like, come on, Max Landis. <laughs> Chronicle was a piece of shit movie. <laughs> I uh, I but, do like American Werewolf. In London, no, I I, I mean, mean as much as I hate John Landis, I truly do think that that is for me like a a, a generation defining werewolf movie. Yeah, um, it, it gave us one of the most brutal sequences of transformation. Oh, Again, kind that of still riffing holds up to this day. It I does mean. riffing really hard on on the transformation that is done in Wolfman, which yeah. I think kind of set the precedent for like. Well, if he's a werewolf, we gotta watch him transform, yep. you know. And uh, and unlike in Twilight, where they just like they just like poof, I'm a I'm a wolf now. 
right? It's like, no, this is a, an excruciatingly painful process, uh, you know, and, and we watch every bit of it. They did it again in The Wolfman, the 2010 movie with yeah. Benicio Del Toro. CGI where they, heavy. Yeah, very CGI heavy, where they try to make like, oh, this is super, a, this is a terribly painful transformation. Yeah. But it's clear they're just riffing on what John Landis did. Yeah. Um, and... Michael Jackson in Thriller. Okay, Michael Jackson in Thriller is phenomenal. That's a that's that's good. one of my favorite <laughs> one of my favorite uh, costumes just ever. You know, Shaggy Wolfman in a red leather <laughs> jacket. I, I love that shit. If you guys have never seen any of this, I think you can find most of it on YouTube. Oh yeah, like, you absolutely can. And and what I I think is so great about Wolfman is that it, it I think it really did for an entire couple of generations uh, kind of reinvigorate our our interest in lycanthropy, you know, in this kind of mythology um, and digging around to kind of like find like where's the original myth and and how has that myth been interpreted in different societies, you know, so that we get really great pieces of fiction like Almakatsu's recent The Werewolf. Yeah. Which yeah. is a phenomenal short story. If you haven't read that one, I need to read it. It I is to read it. so good. I love werewolf stories. I am waiting for the werewolf novel that rivals Dracula and Frankenstein. Oh, yeah, and absolutely. Because they're so, I feel like, oddly enough, we're inundated with werewolf novels yeah in in some ways and yet there's nothing that can be called kind of like the definitive werewolf book you yeah. know maybe it's it's uh, that werewolf of guy Paris that i yeah guy andor yeah mm-hmm. or um, Guy. maybe it's Guy. which is still that's a weird Guy weird andor. story yeah yeah it's yeah. a weird story um I, I just don't think it was it was even that one, I think. Yeah. I, and, and, I mean, we're still seeing werewolf stories favorite, coming around. Um, one of your favorite podcast hosts might be writing a werewolf story. Not a, well, okay, you've published a werewolf, a werewolf in space story. Yeah. That's available online. And I really like that story. I told you after I read it, because yeah. you were like, hey, you know what? I happened to get this story out, and I read it online, and I was like, this is actually kind of a banger of a story. <laughs> and I even reached out to you, because I was like, wait, is this is this math right about like you know yeah. when, when the moons show up or whatever? He's referring to a short story I'd done uh, called uh, in View of the Moons of Jupiter, and yeah. the call for submissions was asking for a mixing of classic monsters and sci-fi. And so I thought there's a, a mining <laughs> institute. And what learned this for me, what really got me going was, was just this a tweet. Meme. It was like a meme joke. It was yeah. a meme of a Jupiter <laughs> and 64 moons and a hell of a werewolf problem. And I thought, that's perfect. This is yes. such a great story. <laughs> One hell of a werewolf problem. Well, it's a good story, too. It is. I really I, like it. I like but it. I'm also excited about this upcoming novel. I uh, am. Man, I am jonesing on this one every time I pull it up to write it. I took a little yeah. break from it to finish uh, another novel, and this one, I'm like diving back into it, and I've, this distance that I've had from it has allowed me to see kind of where I was going with it and how that yeah. wasn't working, yep. so I can change it, and I can actually get back in and rediscover the themes that I was shooting for, Yeah, because the theme, the potential themes that exist with werewolf stories. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, they're, you know, even from the, the, the original days when the myths were really really popular mm -hmm. and really believed mm -hmm. you know they say nowadays they say well 
whatever those those werewolf myths were back then, they were probably just like what they didn't understand was like a serial killer. You know, somebody who, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, who didn't understand. And there's a yeah. lot of correlation between I mean, that. I, forgive me. I don't remember where the werewolf story actually originates. I feel like it's ancient Greece, right, with, with uh, uh, yeah. Lycaon, mm-hmm. uh, who, who feeds the gods. Uh, he, he, the, he feeds the gods like his son or something like that, right? He, yeah. he, like, kills. He kills somebody, and then he cooks them, and then he serves them up to the gods. And the gods are like, yeah. you son of a bitch, now you're a wolf. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you son of a bitch. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> I walk into ninety percent of my puns. Hey, that's the best yeah. way to do them. Um, <laughs> you know, well that and and I think it was very popular in Germany. It was very popular in France. Right. Um, well, of course, it, now you have the loop guru. And, and, and I think that in Germany too. Um, and again, forgive me. Maybe I'm just making shit up. But I feel like uh, like the berserkers. You know, drawing in on that, like, like yeah. wolf kind of totem spirit, you know, sort of uh, mentality. I, exactly. I feel like um, that's where we get that. The, to your point, you know, the Cajun loop guru. Um, mm-hmm. There's also, uh, I mean, like skinwalkers in a way. Skin, Navajo I think. skinwalkers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I, so, I mean, you see them all over the place. Yeah. Right. Werewolves uh, are everywhere. People. Yeah. That's what we're here telling you. <laughs> Werewolves are and, everywhere. You know, I gotta say, I'm I'm gonna throw out there. If you're looking for some recent reads with werewolves, mm-hmm. um, of course we've already mentioned Amakatsu is great. Rachel Harrison has a book out. Um, it's oh, called yeah. Such Sharp Teeth. Yeah, uh, it's another werewolf well, book. And that's a believed to be. Well, I mean, it is a werewolf story, kind of. It's the yeah. uh, the Red Riding Hood. Um, it's kind of a yeah, yeah, kind of a, a werewolf story for sure. Yeah, I mean they're everywhere. Yeah, right. I, I feel like uh, wolves is, is kind of these primal creatures uh, to begin with are super popular, and and the idea of a man turning into a beast um, plays great. You know, yeah. it's it's so easy to to use for whatever metaphor you kind of want. You know, uh, wh- whether it be man's violent, bestial nature or uh, their carnal lust sometimes on occasion. You know, there was this movie in the 90s that I feel like didn't get the credit it deserved and it was kind of slow-paced and it was dreamy kind of like. I think the, mm-hmm. the writer said he actually wrote it based on a dream he'd had. But it was Wolf with my, uh, Jack Nicholson and Michelle Pfeiffer. You know, I don't and think James. I've ever seen that one. I... I shouldn't probably, but I love that movie. I absolutely love it. <laughs> Jack Nicholson is bit by a wolf, and he, of course, he's kind of wolfish kind of himself oh, yeah, anyway. Yeah. And he, uh, his every night he kind of takes on the wolfman kind of feature oh, and, yeah. and doesn't always remember what happens the next day, but it leads up to like on the next full moon, then he turns into a full wolf. Right. And What was that movie that we recently watched? It was a werewolf movie that I thought was really, really great. What was it? It, oh, it was. Uh, it, it came out like last year or something. It was. I, I oh forget, yeah, I, yeah. I forget the, the title. Cursed. Was I think that's cursed? right. I feel like it is. Yeah. Something the, like that. The cursed. It took I think. a different spin on werewolf. It did. It was a very different kind of werewolf. Yeah, it had that but gruesome scene. It, it, it had a gruesome weird. scene, destroy, uh, killing all the gypsies. Oh uh, yeah, that was that was a rough Romany. Rough. Yeah, that was a rough scene. Yeah. One of the most potent I think I've seen. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, it was a cool movie, man. It was good. I, yeah. I liked that one. I did too. I liked it. That yeah. was a good one. Man, I'd forgotten about that. And of course, we've watched Creep Show. Would have 
that have oh of course creep show's got some great stuff in it i mean i love creep show yeah and tells from the crypt has some great werewolf stories yeah it's it's really funny because (laughs) when i think about werewolves uh hell we've got werewolf by night coming out uh, this is a couple weeks it. away. Yeah, I and th- it's talk about being inspired by these old Universal horror. Oh films. my gosh, I mean, Marvel right. com- Marvel <laughs> Comics just straight up like stole uh, the, all of this stuff that Universal Horror was doing. <laughs> try to try to watch Morbius. Yeah. Uh, and tell me that that's not just them ripping off Bela Lugosi all over the place. I missed it both times it was in theaters. Okay, well, what I'm saying is not not Morbius the movie. Maybe I should rephrase. Like, look at Morbius from yeah. comic books and tell me that it's not just ripping off everything from Dracula. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. And it's because, you know, a lot of these guys were kind of grabbing stuff you know they, they were like playing on the stuff that they grew up with and and putting it in comic books and they were fans of the old yeah the, the old movies yeah we I finally mean. got werewolves in comics uh yeah. because uh i think it was marv wolfman <laughs> uh, he wrote a comic book and it's like here's a, a story of a wolfman for, or a wolfman for, or or it was something like uh, his name was marv wolfman yeah his his name was actually marv did wolfman. he work for marvel or dc i think he worked for marvel well, that's con- yeah. that's convenient then. Marv for Marvel. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, but they, Marv Wolfman works they, for DC. They got they got around <laughs> the comics code by by because you couldn't use the word Wolfman in the comics code after the 1950s, right? <laughs> um, and they got around it because uh, his name was Wolfman. <laughs> and so he, they put in, you know, here's a, a spooky story from a wolf man. Uh, but it's, you know, Marv Wolfman that they were referencing. And that's how they snuck it around. That's how they got through it. And and now we have uh, vampires and, and werewolves and all kinds of stuff. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, hey. I, I think that runs the gamut. I, I think so. I, I feel like uh, I feel like we've set our piece. This is a fun <laughs> movie. You know, if you're looking to, to revisit some Universal to Horror stuff. To kill even an hour and a half. Like if you're it's, drying it's your the clothes, the thing I love about these <laughs> these movies is it's they're so short. You know, if you, you put your clothes in the dryer and have nothing to do for like right, seventy right. seven That's minutes. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> turn on the Wolfman. Turn on the Wolfman. Uh, I love these movies. I mean, they still hit home for me. I still, I still Honestly, love watching them. I watched one of them last night. I, I watched Wolfman last night, and uh, I was like, man, this pace is so breezy. Yeah, it, it it really just doesn't waste a whole lot of time. I no. mean, maybe there's like twenty, you know, twenty minutes in the beginning where it's kind of, uh, oh, this is Lawrence Talbot. He's kind of a weird schmuck guy, <laughs> and then all of a sudden it's like werewolves. I mean, like, like I work on telescopes. It's like, oh, you're a scientist? No, I just work on telescopes. <laughs> I'm a telescope salesman. <laughs> would you like to see the moon? I know I would. <laughs> Um, (laughs) We need to rewrite this movie, clearly. (laughs) Oh, my God. Um, Yeah, I don't think there's much else to say about The Wolfman. I don't don't think think so. I think we have more to say about it than we did about the last thing that we talked about. You know, I I mean, uh, that's how some of these go. You know, sometimes divine inspiration hits. The moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie. Where is that from? I've never heard that before. Did you it's just a, make that it's up? an idiom from Spain. <laughs> he just made that up, folks. He's a brilliant guy. He makes up things like that. He has puns like she's a son of a bitch for a wolf. I mean, you just can't top it. <laughs> Listen to this poetry. 
Um, we have some fun stuff coming up. Oh, boy, do we. We are about to have our first table read for our radio dramas. Yeah, this we've got is everything be together. Really exciting. We, 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 we made a cast. We made, we a, made an A-team. Yep. It took us forever to do the casting. <laughs> we did some casting. Uh, we, we wrote it. Yep. Uh, We're ready. It's going to be a it's lot of fun. Great. So we've got bad form just came out yesterday officially. Oh um, man, what a what a what a ride! Book. I I want you all to read this book. This book is hilarious. I want you to read all of our books. If you haven't read our books yet, yeah. fucking read our but books. But this one's especially fun. This one is good. It's got a whiskey drinking snake. Of course, um, you got to have one of those. Yeah, the the guy is a is an IT guy who's uh, set to save the universe from a god who wants to destroy. Some like wisdom or something. I don't yeah, know. It's, like you it's, do. <laughs> like you do. Um, it's yeah. fun. It's a fun ride. I enjoyed working on this one specifically. We've if, got Karen working on most of our novels. Yeah, but I picked this one if, up and I if worked you, on it. If uh, you, you know, if if you're a if you're a fan of Terry Pratchett, if you're a fan of Neil Gaiman, if you're yeah. a fan of uh, Douglas Adams, I feel like this is a this is a good comp book. Yeah. I I feel like it's a lot of fun. Yep. Yeah. Um, check out. Of course, check out Mel Pomini's Garden. Check out Karen's uh, Ground Control. Yeah. Um, Tales of Slay House 2021, Tales still there. Still 2022 there. is around the corner. It's coming. We're working it's through coming. it. We're working on it. We will. Yep. Hey, we've got uh, we've got some guests coming up. Next week, we've got Cena Palayo. Yay! We're so excited about we this. We're super excited about yeah, this. We're we, really <laughs> excited, especially to get in, uh, you know, to talk to her uh, ahead of her new book coming yeah. out, a Crime Scene, yep. a, book of, uh, a book of poetry that she's got. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, this is a good time. Yep. This is a fun time. This is a fun time to be a part of Slay House, and we're glad, however you're a part of Slay House, that you are here joining us on this on this journey. Absolutely. I, I cannot emphatically enough praise the people who have followed us, who support us, who yeah. support our Patreon, um, mm-hmm. who listen to our podcast. Who submit stuff who to submit us. Who submit stuff to us. I mean, us. let's be real. I, you know, going through trying to select everything for Tales of Slayhouse 2022 and, uh, and, and there get it ready. been a lot, guys. There's so much. We, we did not <laughs> we expect so to much. have the the size of the it amount was, of submissions you know behind the scenes talking about it there there have been so many things that have just uh, swung through uh, my life got sidelined hard in the last couple of months uh, and we had you know much much more uh, submissions so many more submissions than mm-hmm. we thought there were going to be and um, and honestly the deliberation has been very difficult uh, because not just because of the, the number of submissions but the quality of the submissions too yep. you know making decisions on on what stories we want to work on and what stories do we want to kind of focus on and you know what's our our vision not just for the anthology but um you know what's our vision as a, a publisher with regards to this this short fiction and, and here's the thing as as a writer and now as a publisher i want to stress if if you're hearing this and you're listening to us talk about this and you're like oh well i got my rejection already look rejections rejections yeah. don't they don't mean 
that craft is bad necessarily. Yeah, you got to know, you know, it, it may not even be the, the story at times. Sometimes it's it's like, this is a great story, but I don't have a place for it in this anthology yeah, because of the way that on... things are, sh- you know, kind of shaping up. And, yeah. and sometimes, you know, it's like your story was awesome, but there was another story that we selected that was very similar to your story. Yeah. And, um, well, you know, and even though we, we don't went do one way or another. And we will never, as far as I'm concerned, do yeah. themed anthologies. We still look for stories, how they kind of meld together, even though they're covering different topics and doing different things. So sometimes it's just like, well, we've got this group of stories that are really strong and this story is strong, but it just doesn't fit with what we're we're setting up. And And, and here's the thing that I that I I share and I I will say it until I'm blue in the face. You know, just because you get a rejection from us does not mean that we don't hope that you find your home with that story. You know, I know that there were many stories that it was painful to try to cut them um, from the short list or or from my my um, you know my list of, of uh, possible entries for this anthology um, but at the, d- the end of the day you know I, we only have so much space and, yep. and I kind of got to go with uh, you know where I think you know my vision uh, for this anthology is kind of going and yep. and as a result you know there's a lot of stuff that I loved I really really love and I want to see it succeed um, but you know, this isn't the anthology for that story right now. Yeah. And I hate to be that guy. I, I mean, because I, I always used to hate it when I hear, you know, publishers yeah, say this. But that is the nature. If of the you want to know what it is that we we publish and we like buy our stuff, yeah, read, read our, our stuff. stuff. You get you to know, know us a lot better that way. I mean, I know paperbacks are kind of expensive. Um, yeah. You know, I tried to price them so that they're in market. But hey, the, hey, the e-books, e-books are are. The, I feel like they're they're pretty reasonably priced, yep. and you get a lot of value, yep. a lot of value in those ebooks. You yep. know, there's so much good stuff that uh, Slay House has put out. Yep, and we're going to yeah. continue to put it out. We got a couple of more novels coming next year. Yeah, that's right. At least two more novels. We'll probably even have a maybe another one or two. We'll have uh, another you know, anthology next year. I think we're we're looking at at trying to clear our docket off right now before we take on new projects. Exactly. But, um, yeah, we do have another another whole whole book in the works. Yep. As we speak, um, and with bad form out, I mean, uh, crossing over that finish line is, who, man, who, you guys just don't even know, but. But it's a great book, and go buy it. Book. Go yes. read it. It's so much fun. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Um, and that's it, folks. That's all. I think that's all I got. Uh, yeah, I Did think I so. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. Stay tuned. We've got great guests coming up. We got Cena Palayo coming up uh, next week. And yeah, hey, we we love we you all. We got stuff. And, we got stuff. And we're happy for your support. And we'll talk to you later. <laughs>